It's May 20th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top story today? The Biden administration announced another $100 million security package for Ukraine as the president is set to sign a $40 billion bill authorizing additional assistance. The $100 million security package is a part of his drawdown authority, which allows the president to authorize the immediate transfer of articles and services from U.S. stocks without congressional approval in response to an unforeseen emergency. The $100 million package brings the total U.S. military assistance to Ukraine to approximately $3.9 billion in arms and equipment since the beginning of the war. In an exclusive in Reuters, officials said the White House is working to put advanced anti-ship missiles in the hands of Ukrainian fighters to help defeat Russia's naval blockade. Specifically, two types of powerful anti-ship missiles, the Harpoon made by Boeing and the naval strike missile made by Kongsberg and Raytheon Technologies, were in active consideration for either direct shipment to Ukraine or through a transfer from a European ally that has the missiles. However, there are many technical challenges left to overcome, such as the actual delivery method, lengthy training requirements, and how the Ukrainians could actually fire harpoons, which are usually sea-based. The head of Germany's domestic intelligence service said Thursday that levels of espionage are as high as during the Cold War. Thomas Heldenweng, president of the BFV intelligence agency, also warned of the increased risk of sabotage against the backdrop of Russia's war in Ukraine. Elsewhere, cases of monkeypox are being investigated in European countries, as well as the United States, Canada, and Australia, according to health authorities and local media reports. The latest new cases were reported in France, Italy, Sweden, and Australia. Monkeypox is a rare viral infection, which is usually mild, and from which most people recover in a few weeks, according to the UK's National Health Service. The virus does not spread easily between people, and the risk to the wider public is said to be very low. Listen to The Secret Life of Cookies this weekend to hear Marissa talk with John Frader, a professor of infectious diseases, about this outbreak. The invite list to the Summit of the Americas is continuing to cause consternation across the continent. The summit is meant to focus on democracy in the region, and Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela were told that they were not getting invitations last month. Mexico continues to push for all countries to be included and was hoping to get a response from the Biden administration earlier this week, but no response has been reported. Bolivia's president announced earlier this week that he would not be attending if some countries were excluded. Nicaragua's president, Daniel Ortega, said that he was not interested in attending even if he were invited. Meanwhile, the Biden administration on Thursday accused Cuba of fueling controversy over its possible exclusion from the U.S.-hosted summit next month to portray Washington as the bad guy and distract attention from Havana's human rights record at home. In the RSVP Yes column, Ecuadorian President Guillermo Lasso 
said he would attend the summit during a visit from the First Lady, Jill Biden, yesterday. Israel's fragile government lost its parliamentary majority on Thursday after an Arab-Israeli lawmaker resigned from the ruling coalition, accusing its leaders of fueling tensions between Israelis and Palestinians and condemning the violent intervention of police at the funeral of slain journalist Shireen Abu Ekla. Her resignation means Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has the support of just 59 of the 120 members of the Knesset and now leads a minority government, potentially pointing to yet another round of elections in the country after years of political instability. Television footage from the funeral of Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Ekla shows officers striking mourners with batons, forcibly taking down Palestinian flags, and arresting individuals carrying her coffin through the streets of Jerusalem. Afghanistan's Taliban rulers ordered all female presenters on TV channels to cover their faces on air, the country's biggest media outlet said Thursday. The order came in a statement from the Taliban's Virtue and Vice Ministry, tasked with enforcing the group's rulings, as well as from the Information and Culture Ministry, the Tola News Channel said in a tweet. The statement called the order final and non-negotiable, the channel said. Several female anchors and presenters posted their photos on social media, showing them with their faces covered with face masks during presenting programs. One prominent Tolo presenter, Yalda Ali, posted a video of herself putting on a mask with a caption, A woman being erased on orders from the Virtue and Vice Ministry. In my opinion, most of the fears we have had about leaving Afghanistan have come to pass. Women are banned from attending schools and must cover up outside, and poor governance is causing major economic problems, among other issues. It might have been the right thing for America to leave. Only time will tell. But it is clear that we lack a moral center in our foreign policy. Maybe it's impossible for foreign policy to be anything more than transactional. We don't have unlimited resources, and we have to prioritize. But that doesn't make it easier to watch what's happening to women and children in Afghanistan. The UK's Metropolitan Police have ended their investigation into violations of the COVID-19 lockdown rules at parties attended by Prime Minister Boris Johnson at Downing Street and Whitehall, the police said on Thursday. Quote, our investigation was thorough and impartial and was completed as quickly as we could, unquote, said Helen Ball, acting deputy commissioner of the Met. Police said the investigation had resulted in 126 fines, but would not release the identities of those who received them. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has not received any additional fines as a result of the investigation. Normally, we like to end the show on a lighter note, but this is one of the creepier stories we have covered. In a new paper published in Communications Biology on Thursday, Dr. Alice Hughes and her colleagues shine a light on the largely unregulated trade of spiders. Quote, arachnids are being massively traded, Dr. Hughes said, and it seems to be going completely under the radar. Tarantulas were the highlight of a mail-order spider mystery box, a biological grab bag that has become a popular offering in the thriving arachnid economy, much of which now exist, fittingly, on the web. 
Collectors may also be buying species that aren't yet known to science. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, our bonus brief will be a conversation with Katie Howland, an unidentified aerial phenomena transparency activist, about the recent congressional hearings on UAP. Thanks to our new members like Elizabeth from California and our longtime members like Tom from Maine for making these interviews possible. Go to the DSR Network and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.